Well, hey, everybody, it's Maylee Thomas, and it's time for another episode of Texas Homegrown Music. Today, I have got a sensational young woman that um, I found out about a few weeks ago. When I looked into her music, I couldn't believe that she was such a young artist with so much incredible talent. So I'm going to just get to it really quickly. And before I do, I want to sing a song off one of my records called I Keep Falling. And this goes out to all of you that are in love, still in love after all these years of being together. I know my husband and I are going on 30 years and we wrote this song because he actually said to me, he keeps falling in love with me more and more every day. So that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? So this goes out to all of you that are still in love after many years. I keep falling and then I'll be right back with Remy Riley. The things a good Lord gives us, it just keeps getting better. Ain't nothing in this world can tear apart. It's forever what he puts together. Ain't nobody gonna steal the stars. Take the blue out of the sky. Diamond ring is gonna shine. One of a kind like you. Texas Homegrown Music with my guest, Remy Riley. And what you don't understand, Remy, is I love that name. And I have a granddaughter named Remy that I'm actually going to take care of this weekend. And um, isn't that crazy? She's two and a half. Yeah, I don't hear that name a lot. No, you don't. Um, She spells it a little different. So Remy Riley, for those of you out there that don't know, she spells her name R-E-M-Y, R-E-I-L-L-Y. And you guys, by the time this interview is over, you're going to be looking her up and downloading her stuff because she is 
awesome. And I, you know, that word is used too much to describe things, but I'm telling you, girl, I love you. And I, I'm, I'm just so impressed with you and your musical ability and your personality comes through. I've been digging through videos and I, I've already contacted some of my guys because we have a venue up here in McKinney and I want to have you out to play. Um, we've got a school, a music school with almost 300 students. And girl, I'm going to have you up here to play for him because I just think you're remarkable and I really want you to inspire them. So before we get off of this interview, we're going to talk about that. Oh, I hope you're okay with that. So <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so well, much for those kind words. That is so sweet. Well, um, I, I'm sure you've heard a lot of it before because just just looking at your um, discography already, what you've already done in this short time of your life, and um, I can say that because you are you're just a young and you just got so much ahead of you and so much life ahead of you, and I'm so excited for you. But I can't wait to start um, playing some of your music for my listeners. But I want to start out by just introducing you as saying that you've been a little songwriter since you were five years old old is that what I read you started writing that young yes (laughs) ma'am yeah you wouldn't believe it my first song that I really wrote at five years old well first we're not gonna excuse the uh the happy spaceman song I wrote at two years old but my first (laughs) full song that I wrote was called what's wrong with me and it was written from the perspective of a man asking the world what's wrong with me why can't i get this girl i love <laughs> and i oh think gosh. it's so funny and ironic that a little five-year-old girl would write something like that <laughs> i was like who was i writing I don't know but you know I guess probably with everything that you get thrown um, you know as a young as a young girl and feeling like you need to find this prince charming and and live this life for someone else maybe you were doing that but I'm hoping by now you realize that you don't need a man in your life you've got you and you can pursue whatever you want without that it's it's icing on our cake right (laughs) <laughs> it really yeah, yeah women don't need men they really don't <laughs> we can be happy but, no but men need us <laughs> right right so I'm just going to let you have the platform for a little while and talk to me about Remy Riley and you know obviously you got the bug early on to to play music and inspire people with um your lyrics and your prose and poetry because that's pretty much what you've done you're you're adding you know all this beautiful these beautiful words to music but tell me about Remy Riley and your childhood and what it was like to grow up with this um burning desire to play music I will tell you some very ironic and funny things because you will find there's a lot of that with myself. Um, I grew up in a very musical family. My father was a record promoter and before my mother became a teacher, she was a DJ on the radio and MC and club and do all the mixes and stuff. So there, there were very artsy family and my brother is an actor. So like everybody in the family is an art. All of us are. Um, but I, however, when I was little, I did not like music and I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't like that. My dad worked in the business. Like every time he tried to take me to a concert or get me into it, I just wasn't having it. And I really don't know why I call myself a brat now because I'm like, what little girl wouldn't want to go see the Jonas brothers or Hannah Montana or something like, I don't understand what was going through my head at the time, anything, every time they would want me to learn something or do singing. Cause they always heard me sing when I was alone. I just refused. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to be a chef or something, something, something completely different. Like I just didn't want to do music. And it was so, it was so hilarious. What, what changed like it? Um, what, what, what well, my dad, the switch? it was, it was the drums. Um, I had always been okay. into drums. I had like a few percussion instruments in my home that I would play. Um, but 
one day my dad brought a cajon home because one of his artists was using it. And while everybody went out and left me home alone with that cajon, I kid you not, I sat in my living room with that little thing and I sang song after song. I made up songs all afternoon with it. And by the time they came home, I was like, dad, I want to play the drums. And he was like, all right, (laughs) for my mm, 11th birthday, he came home with a cajon of my own. And absolutely, ever since that day that I found the cajon, I wanted to do music and it was, didn't change ever since. Like I, everything just started going from there. Like I got voice lessons. I got drums, drum lessons. I started learning piano and songwriting and everything. And then I started performing no later after that at 12. And then ever since I started performing, it's just been a never ending adventure that I'm so happy with. And I love to tell people that it all started with me not liking music. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, it yeah. sounds to me like maybe maybe um, there was something packed into the not liking music. Um, who knows? You know, we, we, we really never figure out what it is that we have a bias towards when we're figuring out what we want to do or not do. Maybe it was because daddy was gone doing it, or maybe it was because you felt like it, there was, it was pushed on you and it needed to be your idea and not theirs. And who knows? But, um, but Remy, you obviously have a, a gift and a talent that, um, that you needed to, you know, you need to dis- discover for yourself and, and find that passion for yourself. So I'm obviously happy that you did. And I'm sure your mom and your dad are clearly happy that you did because they were they were trying to get you interested in it and, and saw something in you as a young kid. Right. Yes, they he was clearly disappointed when I wanted to go home at shows. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But oh, now so you would actually go with them so they're yeah, obviously yeah, I would go big, to big supporters. Work. Yes, I would that's, go to that's amazing. and I'd be like, when is it over? And he was like, it's not over yet. It's a concert. And I'm like, oh, they should be shorter. <laughs> I was like, just not interested <laughs> at all. And like, well, I feel like, you know, I, yeah. Well, kids have a much shorter, shorter um, span of attention than, than adults do for sure. But um, so yeah. tell me some of the influences that you remember that really that really changed your mind about music um, early on. I was reading some of them in some of your bios, but you tell me what you remember when you heard some dif- different performers and acts that you thought were really inspirational for you. Um, well, my dad took me to see the plain white tees one time when I was little. And I remember being fixated on the drummer, the drummer from the plain white tees. I was just staring him down the whole time, trying to figure out what he was doing. And every time I went to a concert with my dad, the thing I would watch was the drummer. I always wanted to figure out how they were doing that. And It was just, I think that was one thing that really inspired me. And when I was in seventh grade, I discovered my current favorite band, which is, they're called James Supercave. And I tell everybody this, you can't go anywhere on my page without finding something about them. Um, I (laughs) found their CD in the back of my car from my dad and I put it in the, the CD player I had in my car. And which is a TV, which is so weird. It's one of those little tiny TV cars that also plays CDs. And I put the headphones on and I pressed play and my facial expression just dropped. Like it was like I was hearing like the best music I've ever heard in my life. And I really think that between watching the drummers and James Supercave, it pushed me to be better at everything I did. Like I wanted that made me really, really want it. Cause I was like, wow, I could make something that makes me feel like this. And I was going to make it happen. I wanted it so bad. So tell me about just stop. I didn't um, actually disclose the information about what this was about until uh, about a year ago, because I was wanting to protect 
um, the friend that I had written a song about. Um, it actually is about many things, but one the huge topic that it's mainly about is domestic violence. Um, I had a friend in middle school who had been suffering through it with her family for quite a long time. And, you know, being a middle schooler, I was I felt quite helpless for her because I couldn't do much Um being that young and seeing all these awful things happen to her and not knowing what to do because I was so young and ununderstanding in my family. Um, because I was blessed with such an amazing family that I'd never, you know, experienced anything like that. I just wanted to understand. So, um, my way of communicating my emotions with people is songs. So I had written this song about my experiences of being treated the worst I've ever been treated and some things mixed with what she has told me. And I made that song in hopes that she wouldn't feel so alone. And I never, ever told her that it was about her because I was so afraid she would be angry at me for writing about her personal business. But then just stop got in the newspaper about domestic violence whenever I was donating to those woman shelters and bringing up awareness to it. Um, and she found out and she sent me a text about it and I flipped out, but luckily she was so, so it made her heart fill with joy. Like she was so happy about it. And she was like, wow, this really means a lot that my friend would do this for me. And it was like, wow, for three years, I was horrified to tell her that this was about her, but I just wanted her to know that she wasn't alone and that uh, I was there for her through song. So that's what Just Stop is about. Well, I, I loved you already, but I love you even more now knowing that you've done that. And what you don't know is that I have a nonprofit. It will be 30 years next year. It's called the Love Life Foundation, and it was founded to um, help people with against domestic violence and those that are at risk. Oh. So I am really thrilled to know that you have a heart for this. And it, this song means more to me now. And I already loved it, and I love it even more now. So I want to share it with my listening audience. So we're going to play just by Remy Riley. You're listening to Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas, and we'll be right back.
Well, we're back with Remy Riley, and um, and she just shared with me her experience on why she wrote the song "Just Stop." And I just think it's beautiful, honey, that you would take it upon yourself to have your friend not feel so alone. Because uh, unfortunately, domestic violence is, has run rampant throughout our world, and I think that it's time for us to talk about it and bring it to the forefront, so that the you know, so the predators and the people that are doing this understand that um, it's going to be outed and it's not going to be the silent thing that it's always been in the past. And, and the more we bring it to the forefront, the more we're going to be able to change the way it is in our world. And I'm proud of you for doing that. And I'm sure I'm sure it made you feel good to know that your friend was happy about you doing that. So um, you seem to take yeah. on a lot of um a lot of topics that are certainly, you know, a lot more in depth than most people your age. Uh, you've done a lot of living in a short amount of time. And I think that a part of that is probably because the generation that's been brought up now with all of this, uh, you know, the input of social media and, and the ability for for you guys to have so much information given to you at such a young age. Do you feel like it's um, sometimes too much? You know, I was just having this conversation with my mom yesterday and I was looking at, you know, these girls we saw out shopping and they were talking about being in sixth grade. So I knew they were about 11 to 12 years old. And they looked so much older than I did when I was when I was 11. I was still playing with my little ponies like I looked completely different. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I didn't have this expectation to look like these other girls on social media. And I really do think that it has influenced my generation a lot because there's so much of this. Oh, I need to look perfect if I go out somewhere or I need to do this or do that to make myself look better. Like, no, 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 no. It's it shouldn't be that way. And it's it's sad that it is. But I do think that it's it's different now because the things that I cared about when I was 11 are totally different than what the 11 year olds today care about. I hear that they're like getting boyfriends and doing all this stuff. And it's like, whoa, man, I was just I I remember being so much different. Like, I really didn't start maturing until like seventh grade or eighth grade where I just came out of that child kind of phase. But man, it's I do think it is. It does, because we also are able to see so many things happening in our world by like my mother's generation, she probably wouldn't have any idea what was going on on the other side of the world at her current moment. But us, we see all these issues with the elections and these, oh my gosh, there's so much. There's so much. There's so many problems that we have to worry about as a generation because we are the future and this is what we are taking on. And I feel like I feel like we're going to be very progressive and I really do believe in my generation. I know there's a lot of hate towards it. Like there's a lot of like, Oh, they're lazy. They don't want to work, but that's not all of us. Like a lot of us are speaking up about our problems and a lot of us are normalizing things for things to be better. And I think it's truly a beautiful thing. You know what, honey, I'm going to agree with you completely 100%. And I'm grateful for your generation because I do believe that you're going to make the changes that need to be made to be more inclusive and to understand that we need to love one another and love the differences and, and not, you know, be afraid of people because they live life differently than we do. But, but understand more. And I'm, I'm actually one of those people and I'm, I'm from the old generation. Okay. I'm was, I'm 62 years young and I'm going to say years young because it's all in your mind. Right. I think age, yes. I told someone the other day that, that, that age is just something that we did so we could have remembrance on um, what we were doing at that time. I think it's just, a, it's yeah. all in your head, but I'm going to tell you this. Right. 
I totally, totally believe what you're saying. And, and also I do, I do see and sense the pressures that there are out there for young girls. In fact, today I was riding in my car and I'm going to throw this out there to you. I was thinking we need to write a song. Someone needs to write a song called what it's like to be a girl. It is, there's so much pressure on um, that, that, that the media and that, um, you know, all, all, well, everything has put on us to feel like we have to be perfect and we have to look perfect. Our bodies have to be a certain way. We, when we go out in public, we've got people taking pictures of you and, and posting it out there for everybody to, to judge. And it's an awful, awful thing for you to buy into. And I just don't want people to buy into it anymore. And I think it's refreshing to hear you say what you're saying and to know that you understand that it's all propaganda. It's not the way we need yes. to live our life. Well, I want to I want to play a song now called Little Things. And the cool thing about this song is it really gets me going. And, it, it, you know, it, it, the, and, uh, the, I can tell that you love the drums because it's clear that you've got some rhythm going on when you're writing some of these things. And um, as a result of it being one of those kind of danceable things, it even has a you've got a version of this. that's seven minutes long as a remix. We won't play that one. But uh, <laughs> tell me about Little Things and how did it make you feel when they wanted to remix it as a dance tune i love it um little things is a song about a guy i was heavily obsessed over and i couldn't have him and like nobody wanted to see us together um so i wrote it about not being able to have this guy but like it was also celebrating his amazing presence you know like it was like I can't be in your life, but I will celebrate the little things about you. You know, I'll still continue to celebrate the little things about you. That's basically what the song is, a longing and yearning for somebody, but still being able to appreciate the person. And uh, I wrote it actually at Depot Mark Company, the shirt I'm wearing right now. Uh, uh, shout out. Um, um, I, That's good. So yeah, okay. We love Depot Mark, Mark Company. We do. Uh, there is a person who works there. His name is Jay Sustain, and he is actually the person who remixed it into a dance um, remix. And when he came up with this idea to do it, I was so all in on it because I'm so into trying new things because I don't I don't really have a genre like I feel like I just oh, my gosh, it's all over the map. I'm still trying to lock that in. But at the moment, no, I was hey, so stop. happy. Don't lock I, it in. Well, Just don't keep walk going it away. in because you're an artist. <laughs> Just keep going, sweetie. Right. And, I mean, I, that's what I right. that's what I love. I I love it when people when people are just you know like every day should be something new, and we we should experience life. And and I, I tell my daughter, I have a I have a 20 year old daughter that puts pressure on her on herself all the time, thinking that she needs to figure things out. And I keep telling her, stop trying to figure it out. I'm, you know, I, she's 20. I'm 62. I'm still trying to figure it out. And it's fun. It makes life fun when you expect the unexpected every day so um don't don't put yourself in a box remy continue to just you know let the music take you wherever it wants to take you and be inspired by all that you see and do and if you do that people will accept it and love it and they'll go on this journey with you and you've got a wonderful journey ahead of you i'm so excited for you honey i really am so we're going to play little things right now we're not going to play the dance version but for those of you that want it it is out there so we're going to be right back with remy riley on texas homegrown music Before I get too lost in here I don't like dreaming on my own Need to make reality Before fiction takes control And I know I should keep this to myself If I can't adore you Then nobody else will Funny how I love you more than life 
just didn't even tell them and that's that, that was my thing you know I, I when I was younger and, and had a crush on somebody I just didn't even bother telling them <laughs> I just right most of the time I, I I wanted them to try to figure it out and they never did but I got as I got older I realized maybe you ought to just tell them <laughs> I'm a bold person I always do <laughs> I would now, but it, you know, as when I was 18, 19 years old, I, I, you know, I, I never did. I, I just played that cat and mouse game, hoping that they would, un, you know, would oh, see it, catch it. But it's okay. I've been there. <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, um, cat and mouse and a little and uh, animals, you wrote a song called Bumblebee, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you do it for us today. And I love, I love your version of this um, that you did acoustic. And I know you told me that you you haven't really recorded it yet, but we're going to use this acoustic version um, for our show. I I want to know what it is that you do when you start writing. Because are you inspired by something, and then you just sit down and start writing? Are you in your car and you talk into your phone? Because you know nowadays you have so much ability to write that that I didn't have when I was growing up. Because you've got access to all these different modes of recording. We used to have to have. This is going to date me. We used to have to have a actual cassette recording that you sit there and push it down and you talk into a microphone to record it. Tell me about your process of writing. Um, it's exactly how you just said it. Like if I get inspired, it comes and it just comes. Like I was waiting for a table at a restaurant the other day. And while I was waiting, I wrote a song. I don't know, like a piece of tile could have inspired me. I get inspired by everything. Most of the times the things that inspire me is when I go watch a local artist and I'll write a song right there. That's how Just Stop was. I was watching Joshua Ballas at Deep Mart Company. I wrote that song again. And I wrote I wrote little things at Deep Mart Company too. So you could tell I'm there quite a lot. <laughs> um I tell you what, that's a I, you, you better just hang out there. You need to get a cot in the back and you can write a whole album and call it Deep Mart Company Inspiration or something. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. I think I've talked with the owner's wife about that. Yes. I think I have. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, but no, I, the, the inspiration for Bumblebee, my grandma. So I, I also wrote a song called Daisies that I'm also in the process of recording right now. And, um, she made me a quilt, um, of, bumblebees and daisies because she makes quilts and it's so cute so adorable i should probably post it sometime and explain it but um 
Yeah, you definitely it's, should. And it, inspired, it, it inspired me. I saw, I was laying in my bed, um, talking to one of my friends on the phone. And I was like, hold on, I got to call you back. Because I saw the, the quilt on my bed. And I was like, you know what? I've never written a song on the seventh fret. And I've never written a song about a bumblebee. So I think this is going to work out. So I got to writing and it was done in like five minutes because I was so excited to do it. And it was written about basically getting pulled out of a bad time in your life with new people that come into your life, like, or just your friends. Like it was written about like my friends. Cause I had new friends at the time and I was so excited to be pulled out of this. What I thought was loneliness but it wasn't. And the song just kind of is like, I'm ready to be happy again, kind of. Is that, that's the whole kind of like, cause you know, the healing process is, is, is long and it can take as little or as long as it needs to. And you kind of just have to follow it and go do what's best for you. So it was kind of a song about me just saying, Hey, I think I'm finally ready to accept, like I'm ready to move on with my life. So that was, that's what Bumblebee was written about. And you're right. That's how I was inspired was that that quilt. And, um, you know, she didn't she made the quilt because I wrote a song called Daisies. And do you mind if I ask, how young are you? Um, I'm actually 17 going on 18 in October. Oh, my goodness. Oh, girlfriend, I'm, I'm so proud of you. And I can't wait to come and see you. So I'm going to find out what you're doing coming up. I know you've got some shows coming up. And I'm going to make sure I come and sit right in the front and, and just egg, egg it on. Because I'm, I'm really proud of you, kiddo. Oh. I think your music is inspirational. I know you've got an incredible future ahead of you. But you know what? No matter what your future holds, just enjoy today. Enjoy life today. Um, you know, I my motto is to love life. You get out of what you put into it and I don't think I even need to tell you that I can already tell you're already doing that so kudos to you and we're going to play this beautiful rendition of Bumblebee and I know that you've got a lot of songs in the can that you're ready to go in there and record when do you think you're going to do that and do you have um, hopes for releasing another EP soon? My EP is finally done and I am creating the album art right now with my hands out of clay. So it'll be out as soon as that is finished. Um, I hope it'll be this fall. Um, and I have a single coming out with one of my friends too pretty soon here in the next few weeks. So I'm very excited about that. Um, these songs will probably be out around single? next year. The single is... Um, What's the with my friend Adrian Lyles, this takes time, and my single is called Lost Without You, which will be the name of the whole AP. Yay. All right, sweetheart. Well, we are going to play Bumblebee right now, and I love your stuff. I'm so glad that I got to have you on my show, and I'm so glad that I get to introduce you to this to the, my listeners out there. So you guys, Remy Riley, R-E-M-Y-R-E-I-L-L-Y. Be sure to go download her stuff. That's how we help these artists get along. And um, sounds to me like you're going to, you, you're a regular at Deep Ellum Art, right? Yes. <laughs> Well, kudos to those guys. Sounds like they've been a great inspiration to you. And we're going to play Bumblebee and and I'll be right back.
that's a song called Fall for That. And that's Suzanne Santo and Gary Clark Jr. out of Austin, Texas. She's going to be on my show next week, so you guys be sure to check it out. She's an incredible actress and singer-songwriter. She toured with Hozier. I know that you're going to be interested in hearing about what her um, next uh, projects are. And I, I can tell you, her personality is so infectious. She's just a cool chick. So be sure to check out that show next week. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show today and getting to know this young little artist, Remy Riley, only 17 years young. We're going to close the show today with a dedication to Dusty Hill. We lost him this last week. He died in his sleep at only 72. And I know it was a real hit on uh, on those guys and such an iconic group for Texas. It's been a really hard year for losing so many Texas artists, and I just want to be one of those that says thank you, ZZ Top, for representing us in such a fun way. I'll never forget the first time I saw them play. I think I might have been 22, and I was just blown away at these three bearded dudes on stage that captured that audience, and uh, I'll never forget that show. So we're going to close it with Give Me All Your Lovin' in memory of Dusty Hill for all you fans out there. Thanks for listening to Texas Homegrown Music. Be sure to give love because when you give it, I promise it's going to come back to you. So you be sure to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you next time on Texas Homegrown Music right here with Maylee Thomas. Thank you to the Guitar Sanctuary and Tupps Brewery for always making this show possible. <laughs>